0: Well, welcome back to the Dead, Dead to the, the World, world podcast. podcast. That was Tucker.
1: <laughs> we have Tucker the Corgi here with us today, and he's making a little bit of noise. Tucker, say hi.
0: We did tell Lexi he could join us as long as he didn't hotbox boxes in our little studio here that's quite little. With a fart. And he already did.
1: <laughs> it's he, like the you're first the one who thing gave him did. Ham,
0: So whose fault is it? He even had a guilty look on his face when I was like, Tucker. So, oh, by the way, I'm Dawn. I'm Lexi. I'm Tasha. And we're the Dream Team.
1: The Dream Team. And Uh, you guys are part of the Dream Team. I was going to say we're a sick Dream Team. We are a sick Dream Team And I don't mean sick by cool. I mean sick by (laughs) sick. (laughs) Yeah. I got my second dose of the vaccine, so that kind of took me out for a minute. Yeah, like for a whole day you slept. Yeah, I went to work because I was like, oh, I'll be fine. And then I was at work for an hour and I messaged my boss and I was like, I'm really not fine. Can I please go home? <laughs> and I slept all day. Yeah, but then the next day you were fine. Yeah, literally. And here, well, I mean, I still feel like under the weather,
0: <laughs> a little <icky. laughs> but not that bad. Yeah, I had like this sore throat and earaches all week. And for some reason, like the right side of my tongue today has a huge kinker. So if I sound like I can't. Pronounce my words. That we'll blame it on that. Mm-hmm. And Tasha's got quite the little cough. Yeah, I. <laughs> yep, it's bad. So if we sound a little different this week, we apologize. But we do not want to not provide something wonderful for you to listen to.
1: Wonderful, wonderful. Everything is so wonderful.
0: Beautiful, beautiful. No, I meant like that was oh. beautiful. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> So on our podcast last week, we were talking about sleeping drowsy and like, you know, pulling Mm -hmm. over because there was that story that Tasha did about the guy who woke up because the airbag hit him in
1: the face. Right. Well, it was about sleeping in odd places or falling asleep. Yeah. But the story was about driving and falling asleep.
0: Correct. But we were talking about the slogan and Lexi and I could not remember what it was. So it was driving me crazy. So I looked them up and there was two. One is, you drive lousy when you drive drowsy. True. And the other one is, you snooze, you lose, so don't drive drowsy. You snooze, you, you lose. lose. I think that's probably the one I was thinking of. Yeah, that's the one I've heard before. You know, I've never heard that one before. Don't pollute. When you snooze, you lose. Don't drive drowsy. I've only heard the one that, um, what was this first one? Uh, the don't drive, lo- or you drive lousy when you drive drowsy. That one sounds more familiar than the other one. Oh, weird. But... Anyway, the other thing that we talked about at the end of our uh, podcast last week was we wanted to try to get listeners in all 50 states by the end of June. So when um, we recorded last week, we had 21 states, Mm -hmm. and now we have 28 states. Wow. Look at us. So again, if you would please share this with friends and family and any random stranger that you want, <laughs> anyone that's walking down the street, <laughs> we just would really love to keep sharing this to the world. So thank you, thank you very much. Today we are going to talk about sleep paralysis. Mm-hmm. Ooh, ooh creepy! That crazy phenomenon, that's scary and you know strange. People like Tasha tried to do it on purpose, like weirdos,
1: <laughs> Weirdos. like Scooby, like Scooby Doo where are you <laughs> <laughs> that hurt
0: my throat <laughs> all right well i got my information from the atlantic.com the article was called awaken my nightmare by karen emsley suddenly i am awake something is on me a shadow or a shape something nasty i'm pinned to my bed and i can't move a muscle there are whispers wicked whispers i think i'm screaming but i'm not making a sound There is a loud buzz, a whoosh, and I'm sucked out of myself, twisting, turning, then dragged. But through my ever so slightly opened eyes, I see my body is still motionless. What I am experiencing is literally a waking nightmare. It's a state during which I'm awake, but unable to move or cry for help, no matter what demons my mind conjures. The state has a name, sleep paralysis, or S.P., or more accurately, in this case, awareness during sleep paralysis, ASP. According to James Cheney, psychologist at the University of Waterloo, um, 40% of people experience sleep paralysis at least once in their lives. So usually they just dismiss it as a terrifying yet unusual dream. But 6% of people experience many episodes over an extended period of time. How much? Six? 6% Six okay. of people. In the past few decades, scientists have been able to study the phenomenon. They have found that paralysis is an essential part of sleep. When people enter their REM state and they begin dreaming, the bodies need to become immobile. Otherwise, you would try to act out your dream. So, you know, imagine the damage that you would do to yourself and the people that you love and sleep with if you didn't go into a paralysis state while you were dreaming. Yeah, if you were dreaming about like fighting someone. Hiya. I mean, I bruise easily anyway. <laughs> I'd really look bad. Um, just like everything else in life, though, our system isn't foolproof. And normally, the paralysis would be switched off by the time that we wake up in the morning. Uh, but occasionally, there's a malfunction that the scientists don't understand that uh, keeps you in the uh, paralysis state, but you become conscious. So you're conscious but frozen. When this occurs, our primal fight-or-flight reflex is triggered. And the brain screams to flee, run away, but the body doesn't react. So the stuck person finds themselves in this blended state of consciousness, being awake and aware of their surroundings, but not yet enough to awake. So they are still dreaming. So Mm -hmm. they have these dreamlike hallucinations. And because they're terrified, because they're frozen and they can't move or run, the hallucinations seem to go towards the dark and disturbing. Gotcha. So... Prior to this neurobiological explanation, people relied on folklore uh, to make sense of their phenomenons or the sleep paralysis when it would happen to them. And descriptions of sleep paralysis around the world have these common feelings. So one, a sense of an intruder or a presence in the room. Two, painful feelings of being crushed, dragged, or touched. Sounds awful. Uh, Three, visual and tactile hallucinations that range from from laughing devils to demonic dogs to black shadowy figures or even sex-crazed witches. Mm. And then finally... Some experience sexual sensations that occur during sleep paralysis from what they would describe as an incubus, which would be a male spirit, or a succubus, which would be a female spirit. Very creepy. So these descriptions have been especially bountiful in literature and art, actually. Uh, In Herman Melville's 1851 novel, Moby Dick, for example, Ishmael the narrator awakens to find himself unable to move, and horrified to find that a supernatural hand appeared to be in place of his own. So this is what he says from the book I took that excerpt. My arm hung over the counterpane, and the nameless, unimaginable, silent form of a phantom, to which the hand belonged, seemingly closely seated to my bedside, for what seemed upon ages upon ages I lay there, Frozen while the most awful fears, not daring to drag away my hand, yet ever thinking that if I could just stir in one single inch, the horrid spell would be broken. Isn't Moby Dick about a whale? That is true. Yes. I'm just just clarifying that I'm thinking of the right thing. (laughs) If I remember right, Moby Dick, is that the name of the fisherman trying to get the whale? I think so. Oh, I thought it was the whale's name. No. I don't think so. I think Moby Dick (laughs) is the fisherman, but it's been, I've only seen the movie. It was good.
1: Okay. I don't know Much anything about Much different it. than
0: I expected, actually. So
1: my only fact that I now
0: know about Moby Dick is that he experiences sleep paralysis. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Another classic portrayal is the illusion accompanied almost every article on sleep paralysis. And it's Henry Fuseli's The Nightmare. It's a 1781 painting. And I would love for you both just to take a gander at a minute at this photo. Okay. Do you see
1: it? Oh, yeah. It's the picture. Oh, that's yeah. in Twilight. Twilight. <laughs> you
0: are correct. Yeah, when they're when she's searching to see if Edward is a vampire or researching vampires, Yeah, this pops up. I think it also pops up in Breaking Dawn, too, when they're doing research on what the baby, what they think the baby um, might be. I think be. you're right. So anyway, uh, for those of you who can't see this, and I'll have Lexi post this on our social media for this episode, it depicts a woman lying on her back with a demon on her chest and a ghoulish mare lurking in the background. Spooky. Mare being like a a horse horse or donkey. So what I found crazy though as I have seen this picture hundreds of times I'm sure but I never noticed the horse in the background. Yeah. I always just noticed the lady. Yeah. with the the demon on her chest. (laughs) So uh, there was a psychiatrist Jerome M. Schneck who connected this photo to sleep paralysis back in 1969 and so because of that that's why it's You see it all the time, connected to anything to do with sleep paralysis. Makes sense. So we're going to talk a little bit about the horse, if you were wondering why I brought up the horse. So in European countries, a malevolent female horse is believed to prey on sleepers at night by pinning them down and riding upon their (laughs) chest. What does that mean? (laughs) I don't know. I just laugh because, I mean, how can they ride your chest? I mean, they'd just be sitting with their butt on your chest with, what, their hooves in your face? Ooh. And... Anyway, so in France <laughs> <laughs> they called this the Kuschmar or Mel trampled, and in Germany they call it the Nachtmer or mare rider, or mare ride. And does that sound familiar? Nightmare, Nachtmare. Yep, Nachtmär. that's where we get it from. It was from the German pronunciation. Yeah, that's where I mare ride. Never thought about where the word nightmare came from <laughs> Me either. I never. Ever thought it had anything to do with the horse Horse, riding? My (laughs) chest. So um, tales of being choked and sat on or ridden on by other creatures of the night occur in many cultures. So this is going to be familiar to most people who have learned or researched anything on sleep paralysis. Is Newfoundland's old hag or agrog is how they say it. Um, It's a witch who assaults sleepers and leaves them unable to cry out. This tradition is deeply ingrained, and the fear of the old hag persists to this day. Spooky. And in Germany, this is called the Hexendirken, or witch press, or the Eepdirk, which is an elf press. <laughs> so it can be an old hag, could be a witch, or an elf. And even in ancient Greek, it's the Nygline, which is they call the choker, or the Berry Chana. Which is heavy breather. Hmm. My husband. <laughs> <Just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> or Tucker. Yeah, true. yeah Or Tucker. <laughs> in certain countries, would-be sleepers are tormented by the dead of of the unborn who pull or press on the body. Mm. This seems particularly creepy to me. Yeah, it does. So in St. Luca, an attach of the Kokma occurs when the souls of dead children crawl on a person's chest and then try to choke them. Oh hmm. goodness. Uh, in Thailand, a person could be a fumu, a f- oh a fai um, which is ghost covered, or a fai cow, which is ghost possessed. Mm-hmm. And in Ethiopia, it could be a czar, which would be a ghost might try to smother someone in the night. Hmm, that's scary. Yeah, just picture like children. I just I don't killing just, you. Just super in your sleep ah, creepy. Any. Any movie about a possessed child mm-hmm. or like even dolls, like it just the same creepy yeah picture comes to mind of this little thing like creeping up, like pulling up on the <gasps> blankets Ooh, and then getting no. on your leg and crawling up all the way to your face and then putting its little teeny hands around you, which I'm not sure how he could choke you in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> this little teeny doll hand.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's scary, though.
0: Anyway, well, and then in, J- in Japan, where they've actually done a lot of sleep paralysis studies, I understand. Japanese folktales feature accounts of the kona chivalry, which means bound by metal. So this would be a magical power belonging to the Buddhist deity, Fudo, Mayo, and wandering monks that allow them to immobilize animals or people. And some Japanese people believe that the phenomenon is caused by spiritual beings. And some believe that it's not, that it's scientific sleep paralysis. So, And some research also argue that UFO abductions and alien encounters may in fact be sleep paralysis. And they suspect that in the U.S., where we have a lot of TV movies and shows about aliens, they believe that that is the reason why people will have this collective imagination of Mm -hmm. being abducted or meeting an alien. And in France, similar to this in the U.S., Um, researchers studied believe that there's a link between how much a person believes in paranormal activity and then what they think their sleep paralysis was. Yeah, that makes sense. So they think if you believe in the paranormal, then your sleep paralysis is going to be something that you perceive as being paranormal. Not scientific. Correct. So uh, Karen Emsley, who wrote this article, Um, She said that she has regularly experienced sleep paralysis for as long as she can remember. And while she accepts that um, it can be scientifically explained, she understands why supernatural interpretations persist. Imagine waking up from a nightmare that does not stop. It's hard to convince yourself that what you are seeing isn't real when you awake and the devil or the witch or the horse is right in front of you. But that's not to say that the experience must always be a dreadful one. In fact, contrary to sleep paralysis' historical reign of terror over innocent sleepers, there may be an unexplained joyful side to the phenomenon. So I thought this was kind of fun. George Consella Seville, a psychologist at northland college outlines techniques for talking yourself out of the usual panic while still frozen so the fear-driven hallucinations will disappear so he says the result claims is the ability to explore this bizarre level of consciousness without the anxiety the technique is meant to offer a doorway to lucid dreaming where the calm person goes back to sleep but retains a waking level of awareness So, Emsley said, nowadays, when I wake into this paralyzed state, I try to ride out the fear. I let myself return to sleep, but attempt to stay lucid. It's a slippery state of consciousness that I achieve sometimes through luck and sometimes through intention, or fail to achieve altogether. But when I succeed, I can consciously influence the content of my dreams. I fly across fantastical landscapes interact with characters I place in my dreams, and play with the strange bodily sensations that this dream state with consciousness allows. Seems just a little, that's a little odd. It's a little weird. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. Whatever floats you boat, ma'am? Yeah. So from ancient tales of demonic night visitors to reports of alien abductions, there is a long history of terrifying tales that may be linked to sleep paralysis. These stories support a notion that while long mysterious, the phenomenon is as common as sleepwalking. So I have to say though, when I was reading this, like I personally have never experienced sleep paralysis, but when I first started reading that and it made this comment that I just read there at the end that the phenomenon is as common as sleepwalking and you know, it's not paranormal whatsoever. Like if I had had a sleep paralysis ex- if I had had a sleep paralysis episode, I think I would be a little bit pissed off basically at somebody trying to tell me that it was not paranormal whatsoever and that you know it was just because
1: you're just crazy it's just
0: yeah you're not you're crazy but it's
1: science
0: yeah it's science yeah (laughs) not that my body malfunctioned and just didn't let me wake up correctly but that it was nothing paranormal I would just be annoyed all right I just wanted to say that I tried really hard to say all of these uh, names of and whatnot from other countries i looked them up and listened to how to pronounce them but i do uh, think that i may not have done it correctly so i apologize to anybody if i said the name's wrong sounded better than yeah. what i would have done it sounded good to me all right is that all
1: yeah okay okay <laughs> We well, <gonna> silent. <laughs> <laughs> to turn, uh, lexi? Le- yeah lexi take okay. it away let me pull it up sorry i was too invested in yours that i wasn't quite ready to do mine Okay, so the research I did this week was how scientists believe that many modern cases of alien abduction are simply just sleep paralysis and how some also believe that alien abduction is real. But you kind of mentioned in your research that, you know, some of it can be described as aliens. Yep. So I guess I was on the right track. So personally, like mom kind of brought up, you know, she's never had sleep paralysis, but she would be kind of annoyed if someone said that it wasn't real. I personally believe in aliens and ghosts and all the paranormal stuff. But um, this article that I got from the New York Times, it's called Alien Abduction. Science calls it sleep paralysis. Um, it kind of mentions both sides of it a little bit. So we're going to get a little bit of information on both. That'll be great. So Jean-Christophe Terrellin, I think is how you say it. I might be wrong, and I'm sorry if I am, but he is a Canadian physicist that's doing research in Japan, and he is an associate professor at the Japan Institute of Advanced Science and Technology. Ooh. All right. So he's a scientist who experiences sleep paralysis, sleep paralysis himself, which I thought was really interesting. I mean, that's probably why he started studying it in the first place, but because he's experienced these terrifying things, he's
0: still able to scientifically explain it for himself. And What's, he has a first-hand account, so it's not like he's telling somebody who has experienced it what they should be thinking when he hasn't. Yes, so, like he has first-hand experienced it. So I think that's
1: kind of helpful a little more. I don't know. I trust it a little more. Agreed. <laughs> it's I from would. a very reliable source. Yes. So Dr. terrellun I don't know how to say it at all. I'm so sorry. I'm going to call him Dr. T. That's I said his name, and now I'm going to call him Dr. T. That's a good idea. Okay, Dr. T said that he has sleep paralysis multiple times a week where he wakes up and senses the presence of a threatening evil being beside his bed terror ripples through him and he tries to move or call out but he is paralyzed unable to raise an arm or make a sound his ears ring and a weight presses down on his chest and he has to struggle for breath he said i feel an intense pressure in my head as if i'm go- as if it were going to explode And sometimes he finds himself transported upward looking down on his body or sent hurtling through a long tunnel. And these episodes are terrifying even for a scientist like him who does not believe that evil spirits go around haunting people. Mm, That's freaky. Yeah. Yeah, especially the part you mentioned about like him being kind of above himself, seeing Seeing himself. himself, Yeah. It's like astral projection. That's what I was going to say. Some kind of -of
0: out-of-body experience.
1: Yeah. So sleep paralysis, as mom explained, is the result of a disconnect between the brain and the body as a person is like on the verge of sleep. It's turning out to be increasingly common, affecting nearly half of all people at least once in their lives. And a growing number of scholars believe that sleep paralysis may help explain many modern claims of abduction by space aliens. So research in Japan, as mom stated, they do a lot of research in Japan about sleep paralysis. I'm not really sure why. I think it's at that Advanced Institute of Science and Technology that's located
0: in Japan where they're doing a lot of this. That could be. And I mean, I didn't put all the information that I read about Japan in my thing, but it seemed like it's had a long like folklore history. Gotcha. So I think that maybe has led to the scientific
1: research as well. Mm. Okay. Well, this article said that research in Japan has had a head start because sleep paralysis is well known to most Japanese, while it is little known and less studied in the West, which is basically what you just said. (laughs) Exactly. So Professor... Fukuda, again, we're trying our best to pronounce these names. We're sorry if we get them wrong. But he is also a leading expert in sleep paralysis in Japan. So he said Americans that have had the experience of sleep paralysis, like if they have heard about alien abductions, then they may think like, oh aha, I experienced it. Just because as mom said, like you see it in TV, you see all these things, and if you've heard about it. So then if you see something weird in sleep paralysis, you might think, Oh, I've been abducted by aliens. Makes sense another doctor that mom mentioned in her research dr. Cheney said that in a survey he a survey he had worked on involving more than 2,000 people um, they identified sleep paralysis and hundreds described experiences similar to alien abduction so those people described a sensed presence vague gibberish spoken in their ears shadowy creatures moving around the room a strange immobility and a crushing pressure and painful sensation in various parts of the bodies and these symptoms if you want to call them that are compatible not just with an assault of a primitive primitive demon but also with probing alien experiments
0: interesting
1: In recent years, there has been a huge increase in the number of people who insist that they have been kidnapped by alien creatures from outer space, subjected to medical experiments, and then released again. These claims have been a bit of a scientific puzzle because they strike most people as wacky and crazy, yet they're relatively widespread. And one well-publicized and widely criticized um, poll that was published in 1992 suggested that nearly 4 million Americans reported experiences of alien abduction. That's a lot of people. (laughs) So what they're saying is that these people are having sleep paralysis experiences and then they're saying, "Oh yeah, I was abducted by aliens once." Yes, that's mm-hmm. what they're ta- they're not saying for sure, uh-huh. but they're saying that a lot of people who say that they've been abducted by aliens like in the middle of the night or something, mm-hmm. it can be explained by sleep mm-hmm. paralysis. Okay. Is basically what all their studies are okay. trying to figure out. Gotcha. And one study found that these people were no more fantasy prone than the general public, but they had h- slightly higher intelligence, which well, is kind of interesting. Yeah. So, Wait, well. explain that. So they're saying these people who have reported experiences of alien abduction, they're not like more into fantasy or sci-fi type things. The
0: only difference is that they have higher intelligence levels. Oh. So they have high IQs, mm. which, you know would make sense why the aliens would want to abduct them that is a
1: good point (laughs) we need them to help us build our planet but many who have had these experiences experiences they shun publicity and they show signs of feeling traumatized and humiliated oh which i think is sad and that's kind of like if you're like oh i was abducted by aliens and you're traumatized by it and everyone's like "Mm, you had sleep paralysis i'd be a little upset yeah yeah they might get a punch in the face for me So the growing professional literature on sleep paralysis has often mentioned the parallels with reports of alien abductions. Still, many scholars are reluctant to research the connection for fear of tainting their reputations. And others say that the connection is still plausible, but it's unproved. So a lot of scientists don't want to research it because they don't want people to think they're crazy. Mm -hmm. But they're saying all this stuff
0: could be an explanation for alien abduction, but it's not proven. Hmm. I kind of wonder if they're nervous because they might find out that those people were really abducted by aliens. And then what if they know and the aliens come and get them? That's what I'd be scared of. Or they just don't want to go out and publicly say, oh, well, my research that said it was sleep paralysis was wrong. Yeah. And it really is real alien Alien abduction. abduction. So they'd rather research sleep paralysis and not actual alien abduction. Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: So those who believe in alien abductions deny that sleep paralysis could be behind it. And John E. Mack, a Harvard University medical student professor who is the most prominent defender of the possibility of abductions, argues that sleep paralysis simply does not fit the evidence. He notes that at least a few abduction reports come to remote places where people are not exposed to movies or tales of UFOs, and that many happen in daylight and involve people
0: who seem to be awake and alert. So just knowing about alien abductions doesn't explain everybody. Some mm-hmm. people aren't exposed to that. Maybe like somebody in a third world country where they don't even have TV.
1: Yeah. And then they're also saying a lot of the reports of alien abduction aren't happening while people are asleep. Like they're like, no, it what happened to them when they were awake and they knew what was going on. Other defenders of abduction theories say aliens may be clever enough to use sleep paralysis in their kidnappings. Oh, spicy, spicy. <laughs> I mean, they're Fly. smart. right? Oh, wait. Why is it spicy? Why is it spicy? And I thought it was going to come out how it sounds Mm. in the TikTok, but it
0: did not. (laughs) Oh, I'm like, what is that?
1: (laughs) Okay. And sleep paralysis researchers say that as many as 60% of intense abduction experiences were linked to sleep. And some of them reported symptoms of noises, smells, paralysis, levitation, tear, images of frightening intruders. And they are very similar to those of sleep paralysis. Hmm. So it's like... Some researchers say, hey, a lot of this happens when people aren't asleep, but these researchers are saying, no, 60% of these reports have to do with sleep and involve the same symptoms of sleep paralysis.
0: Interesting.
1: So after reading this article, I started looking for stories of people who encountered alien abduction slash sleep paralysis, whichever they want to call it. I found a story from a girl named Gina Venenza, who believes that her experience is really alien abduction. And then a story from Reddit user zit incognito who knows that it's just sleep a sleep paralysis dream he says so i thought it would be cool to show both sides like yeah. the article explained of actual real life people and their stories so gina venenza posted on a quora and she said i have a very unpopular theory about my history of sleep paralysis as far as the medical community is concerned i believe i may have been experiencing episodes of alien abduction all my life There aren't a lot of people outside of certain circles who are willing to consider or talk about this scenario. They all think that I'm crazy. I have had many of the symptoms of alien abduction according to some of the lists I've read and researches I've done on this topic. There isn't a lot about me that's normal when compared to anyone else. If there's a test or an experiment, I'm the random rogue result. I've been interviewed by, I don't know how exactly to say it, M-U-F-O-N, which is just the Mutual UFO Network. I think it's MUFO. MUFO. Is that the right? MUFON? Move MUFON, Move yes. MUFON, okay. That's the mutual UFO network. And they've assured me that I have experienced, what I've experienced is very common to them. So so they're reassuring her that they believe her that it is. That it is. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then the Reddit user, Incognito, he said, One of my most common sleep paralysis dreams is me lying face down on a table while a big white empty room in a big white empty room looking at the wall. Obviously I can't move and there is a painting on the wall that I'm looking at of a very basic landscape. Suddenly green paint will start to drip from behind the frame of the painting and make its way all the way down the wall then to the floor all the way to my bedside table and will start to form behind me just out of my eyesight to where I can't see details but I know some type of human creature being is now standing there. Then I hear multiple creatures all having a conversation, and they start to touch me as if they're getting ready to do some type of experiment on me. All while I'm trying to move or scream for help, but obviously to no avail. It's so bizarre, but I end up waking up before anything else happens.
0: You know, that one actually does seem like a dream to me, too. Yeah, like The same. paint coming down, it's not like all of a sudden you wake up frozen and some person is transporting you out of your bedroom to yeah. a ship. Mm-hmm. It's got more details that seem like oh, something in make makeup in your dream. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny. The whole time you were talking about this, I was just picturing the Disney short where the alien, you know, the alien <gasps> in training. Oh, you guys yeah. trying to get him out of his out house. of his
1: bedroom. <laughs> that he keeps so hitting funny. the ceiling and the wall. I'm gonna Google what that's called because yeah, if you, you guys should. haven't it's watched that, f- it's on Disney Plus. I know that.
0: Yeah, you have to watch it. It's freaking it is hilarious. <laughs> <funny>. <laughs> okay, it's called Lifted. Oh, duh! Lifted. Lifted. The <laughs> yeah, end. That makes sense. Yeah, it's on Disney Plus,
1: and you can also look it up on YouTube. It says <laughs> <laughs> it's if you good. have not seen it, go see it. <laughs> it's funny. But yeah, that was my my little alien research. So good it job. didn't necessarily have a story about the woman's experience. I couldn't really find anybody other than saying like they saw weird figures and whispering and stuff. Oh, that's right. You did mention that. Yeah. Okay. But that's really all that the ones of people saying they've been abducted had oh, seen. Okay. Unless I went into a
0: very extravagant long story about alien abduction, which I felt like was a little too much for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it kind of goes along with actually what you said in your episode, that people are worried about other people Think judging them. Yeah, So they don't like to put out the details because mm-hmm. they don't want people just to judge them.
1: Yeah. Okay. All right, Tosh, what do you have? Okay. So I first am just apologizing for my voice. It's most likely going to crack or sound weird at some point. (laughs) So from healthline.com, it says, what is this demon that leaves you trapped in your body, unable to move or scream? Well, it depends on who you ask. For some, they say it's a faceless, shapeless presence trying to suffocate them. Others would describe it as a creepy old hag with claws. And some see it as an alien experience that they believe would be an an abduction. So as we've already kind of gone over that. Mm -hmm. So I am going to read my stories from um, some Reddit users per usual. Um, And so here we go. My first one is from a Reddit user, Meow Says Dexter. They say, I knew there was a thing in my closet. Something really evil, but I also knew I was dreaming. And... I should face my fears. I tried to look directly at my closet door, but if I moved my eyes, my head would turn away. No matter how hard I tried, I couldn't look directly at it. Then I woke up in a cold sweat. At first, I realized, relieved, that it was over, but very shortly, I realized it wasn't a dream and there really was something in my closet. I was laying on my back and I couldn't move. And I didn't really hear it, but I could kind of feel a sickening laughter wash over me. All of a sudden, this thing throws a human head at me, and it lands on my chest face up. It was this girl I knew in high school. Up to this point, I was kind of holding it together, terrified but not panicked. Well, I lose it now. I can't even scream. All I can do is make this grunting sounding, moaning sounds. I'm wiggling and straining, trying to rock from side to side to get it off of me, but I can't move. This seems to maybe last a minute or two, then I really wake up. It was so traumatic that for weeks I would be scared. It still makes my skin crawl when I think about that laugh. The thing is, I have never heard of any sleep paralysis or night tears at that point in my life, and I've never had any. But
0: I thought I was losing my mind. That's really scary. That is super scary. And I... that like oh, sorry. Sorry, I'm just trying to, like, imagine, like, eh, somebody's head, dead head, somebody you know, like, on your chest and you can't get it off. Oh, Well, that's why, like, when
1: you hear people's firsthand experiences of sleep paralysis, I can get why they're, like, upset if someone's telling them that it's not, like, paranormal or it's not – do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I think if you don't want to believe that, it's easy to be like, oh, that's just – silly little brain malfunction you know what i mean but i feel like if something that scary happened to me i'd be like no like this is legit yeah happening
0: yeah i also think that if it doesn't happen to you normally and then all of a sudden it happens yeah it seems more paranormal to me i agree
1: i agree okay my next one is from reciteless it had been a restless night i'd woken up and fallen asleep again many times already The plot of my dream was something about this girl having been chosen by a devil or some kind of demon to represent him on Earth. Ooh. (laughs) Ooh, at the same time. In the last sequence of this dream, we were at some kind of hotel. The girl had finally snapped and killed a lot of people. She and I stood talking about her mission and how pleased she was regarding that she had accomplished this, like, amazing, I'd killed so many people, blah, 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 blah. Terrifying. Ugh. Upon this point, it was just a normal dream. I felt perfectly safe. I knew for some reason that this girl was not going to harm me. And since I'm a fearless atheist, I didn't really have much respect for this demon. I said something along the lines of, what are you or why are you going on about this demon so much? He isn't even real. The girl then said, you don't understand. He's awesome. And I know he's real. I then kind of scuffed saying, well, he's nothing. Suddenly, I'm lying awake in my bed back in my own room. My body is dead stiff. I can feel my limbs, but I cannot move. There's also a weird blood haze red flashing light above my eyes. It's hard to describe, but it felt like I was not alone in my own body. I hear laughter, a deep, evil, demonic kind of laughter that seems to come from right beside me, and then it courses through my whole body. Then I hear myself saying, he is everything, like Mm. someone else is controlling me. I begin struggling madly to c- regain control of my body, forcing every muscle to break free. After a long struggle, I finally succeed. The presence I feel inside me fades away and the red haze lifts, and I'm able to lo- move my limbs again. Drenched in sweat, my whole or the whole thing felt so incredibly real. I was so certain that demons, devils and whatnot actually existed in that moment. Usually it's pretty easy for me to tell the difference between dreams and real life, but it just felt so completely different. Okay. See, I'm 100% convinced that that she was someone was trying to possess her. <laughs> like some or demon him. or him. I had a sense oh, it was sorry. a guy. Him. <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, it doesn't really matter, but oh. yeah, that's just like That's scary. It is I, scary. I'm like, "Oh, take me to church." <laughs> take me. To church.
0: Well, and I find it interesting cuz it seems like almost like he was being targeted because he is an atheist, atheist. and doesn't believe mm. in the devil and doesn't believe in God. And I would think that the devil would be like, okay, with that, like, cool, well, you don't believe in anything. So, but it was almost like, you don't believe in me? <laughs> I'll Let show, me show you. you. <laughs> and then
1: my uh, last one here is from, I think it's Pretty Tricks. I would be trying to fall asleep, and just before I fall asleep, I would hear this huge bang from upstairs. And all of a sudden, I wouldn't be able to move. I always face my door when I sleep, so I opened my eyes, and there was this dark figure opening my door. Then he just stands there. Nothing too freaky, just standing there. But I'm completely paralyzed. Every time I look away from him, he gets closer and closer, until he's right next to my bed. I look him in the face, and it's me. My face is on the dark figure. Oh. I eventually just close my eyes and force myself to fall asleep. But sometimes the banging noise would wake me up again, and the same thing happens. Eventually, I asked my parents what this banging noise is, and they looked at me like I was crazy. I slept with the lights on for weeks after that. Okay, I know that this is a spoiler alert probably, but I need mom to talk about haunting of Hill House. <laughs> so the because it relates to that story that's what it reminded me of oh which that the
0: broken neck but it was her seeing herself oh yeah yeah so um well actually there was one thing I wanted to say to Tasha's and then I'll talk about that no you're (laughs) fine but that just reminded me on like so many of the paranormal stories that I've heard on other podcasts and just like tv shows and stuff except for instead of like looking away and looking back and having whatever it is come closer and closer it's like they flip on the light and it's not there and then they flip off the light, and, and then it's closer. closer. Oh, and then yeah. they flip on Creepy. the light, and it's closer. Like lights out. Yeah. That's a scary movie. I've never seen that. I, I not it. It's just either. a movie. Anyway. But anyway, yeah, on Haunting of Hill House, if you aren't familiar, there's- um, Or if you haven't watched it, don't listen if you're wanting to watch that's it. That's true. Yeah. It is a spoiler alert. But um, the one character, I don't know. I can't remember her name right now. Is it like
1: Elizabeth or something? Something like that.
0: I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyways, we could be totally wrong. Yeah, just some character. Might be Beth. Beth. That sounds right. Anyway, so she's the youngest girl, and she keeps seeing what she calls the bent neck lady. And it's like this spirit or image, like she has sleep paralysis, she wakes up, she can't move, and all of a sudden she sees this bent bent neck lady either standing at the end of the bed or hovering over her. And then it gets all the way to the end of the series, and then the house ends up making her, like, commit suicide, basically, and she mm-hmm. hangs herself, therefore she becomes the bent-neck lady. So she hangs herself. She drops back through time, like, visiting herself at all those points in her life. Scary. I loved it. That's what
1: that reminded me of. I've never seen it, but mom's told me about it. Oh my gosh, it's so good. You've never seen it? Well, no, I need to I've been wanting to watch it, but I was like, oh, I'll wait for spooky season. It's right around the corner. Yeah, when spooky (laughs) season
0: comes, let's have a marathon and watch it. Sounds good.
1: I'm trying to figure out what her name is.
0: Oh yeah, Eleanor is her name and it's Nellie Nell. So those were my stories that
1: I had. I really liked them. I thought they were very good examples I'm sorry. why are you laughing at I thought me Thought you were just gonna stop it i really liked them i thought they were very good like i thought you were just complimenting yourself and it was funny
0: <laughs> i thought they were really great too. i brought
1: great stories to the table you, you did. did no i'm just thank you no i was just gonna say i think they were good examples of really creepy stories that people actually experience experience like they can be very very traumatizing yeah so um i think they're paranormal I do too, which is why we thought Tasha was crazy for trying. Oh, yeah. yeah, I was going to mention something on that. Thank you for bringing that up. You're welcome. I was going to mention the one time that I did try to have a sleep paralysis moment, I got to the point where I felt heavy on my chest, and that's when I freaked out and kind of like came out of it. So Mm -hmm. I don't think I really got to the point where I like was really, yeah, because you wouldn't have been able to move. Yeah. It was getting to the point where I felt heavy and like I, yeah. Anyways, so it felt unnatural. Yes, so your body I, and, was like mm, mm, not yeah, doing it. Yeah, I was it. like mm, not about that life. Anyways, so I would like to request if you've had a sleep paralysis experience to please email them to us at dead to the world podcast at gmail dot com. I would be very interested mm-hmm. to read what experiences you have had, just because they are very interesting.
0: Yeah, and don't worry about like being judged of whether it's like you feel like it's real or unreal like we are open to it all yeah i'm sure some of them i would hear and be like oh science oh
1: <sighs> your mind rarely oh, No, just kidding
0: yeah. science is a susp- little science is susp- me suspicious believing in way. <laughs>
1: other things more than i believe proven science
0: <laughs> well i think that that's just life in general like Science can't describe everything and explain everything. And scientists who try to explain it away, it just it's just not realistic. Gosh, why are they trying so hard? Yeah, scientists oh, get gosh, out of here. So where should they send these um emails <laughs> to you? Just said, I just said
1: Dead to the World Podcast? Dead to the World
0: po- at, at gmail.com. Dead to the World Podcast at gmail.com. I'm sorry, I don't I didn't hear you say <laughs> <it>. I apologize. <laughs> it's
1: okay. Maybe they didn't hear it either.
0: You're okay. right. So Dead to the World podcast at gmail.com yes we got it okay so and then just once again a reminder to listen to this podcast and share it with all your friends yes well just share i mean it's so awesome when i see somebody binge the podcast (laughs) sorry sorry posh smiled at me oh no
1: heaven forbid (laughs) oh no i'm sorry let me just frown
0: I just wanted to remind everybody of our goal, and we hope that you will support the goal by sharing this with people who list, who are in another state other than where you're at. And how can you share that with them? Through social media. You can. So please follow
1: us on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Dead to the World Podcast. And we invite you to join us next week when we find out what happens when we are Dead to the, dead the World. Boom. Wah wah boom,